The Monkey Tribe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Wyatt Oakley. The Monkey Tribe by Francis C. Woodward. From Stories About Animals with Pictures to Match. LibriVox Coffee Break Collection Number 8. Of course, my readers are in some measure familiar with the tricks of this large and notorious family of animals. But one is not easily wearied with their antics. They afford us, the most sober and sedate of us, an immense amount of material for amusement. I confess I have stopped in the street many a time to see a sage monkey go through his grotesque maneuvers under the direction of a tutor who ground out music from a wheezing hand organ and have been willing to undergo the penance of hearing the music of the master for the sake of witnessing the genius of the pupil. I can conceive of nothing more excessively ludicrous than many of these exhibitions, but I must not detain the reader from the stories any longer. A foreign gentleman of distinction, having to attend the court of Louis the Sixteenth of France, took with him his favorite monkey. Soon after his arrival, he was invited to attend a great ball at Versailles, and anxious to perform his part with credit in that fashionable country, he engaged one of the first dancing masters in the city to teach him the latest mood. Every day he employed several hours in practicing his lessons with the tutor so as to be au fait, as the French people have it, quite at home in the ballroom. Pug made his observations very attentively, watching all his motions. He also scrutinized the musician very closely, as he was engaged in instructing the gentleman and playing on his violin. At the close of his lesson, the foreigner was in the habit of going to his mirror and of practicing before it, by himself, for a considerable time, till he was in measure satisfied with his performances, and pretty sure, we may suppose, that he would make a fine figure at court when the ball should come off. One day, after the gentleman had been exercising in this manner, and had just left the room, the monkey, who had been looking on with interest as usual, left his post of observation, took up the violin, which had been left there by the musician, and commenced playing and imitating the dancing of his master before the mirror. There is no knowing how much of a dancer he would have become if he had been allowed to practice as much as he desired. As it was, however, his training for the ball was very suddenly terminated by the entrance of a servant into the room, while the student was in the midst of his performances. A monkey tied to a stake was robbed by the crows, in the West Indies, of his food, and he conceived the following plan of punishing the thieves. He feigned death, and lay perfectly motionless on the ground near to his stake. The birds approached by degrees, and got near enough to steal his food, which he allowed them to do. This he repeated several times, till they became so bold as to come within the reach of his claws. He calculated his distance, and laid hold on one of them. Death was not his plan of punishment. He was more refined in his cruelty. He plucked every feather out of the bird and then let him go and show himself to his companions. He made a man of him, according to the ancient definition, of a biped without feathers.
an organ grinder, with his monkey, being taken before the mayor of New Orleans for exhibiting themselves without a license, the monkey was so polite to the mayor, took off his hat, and made so many bows to his honor that the two were permitted to depart in peace. It is said that no lawyer would have managed the case better than the monkey did. A gentleman living in Bath, England, had a monkey who used to perform a great many very amusing tricks in imitation of his master. The gentleman was a great politician and was in the habit of reading his newspaper very punctually every morning at the breakfast table. One day, business having compelled him to leave the table earlier than usual, Pug was found seated in his chair with his master's spectacles on and the courier newspaper upside down reading as gravely and with as much apparent interest as the politician. Once in a while, he looked off his paper and chattered and made significant gestures, as his master was in the habit of doing when he came across anything very especially interesting. A farmer in the West Indies had planted a field with Indian corn. Numerous monkeys inhabited a forest nearby, who had attentively observed the planting process and the method by which it was cultivated. They seemed to take not a little interest in the whole matter. The farmer had the pleasure of seeing his crop of corn nearly ready for harvesting, but the monkeys took care that he should not have the trouble of harvesting it. One night they issued from the forest in vast numbers, forming themselves into long lines between it and the cornfield. All was conducted in silence. Each was intent on the business in hand. Those in front of the lines plucked off the ears of corn with great dexterity and passed them to his nearest companion, who handed them forward from one to another till they reached the woods. In this manner the work proceeded till daylight, when the slaves found the thieves finishing the operation. It had been a very profitable night's labor for the mischievous fellows. The corn was pretty nearly all disposed of. Before the owner of it could get his workmen together with suitable weapons of defense, the whole troop had disappeared in the forest. What a chattering there must have been among them when they all met at their rendezvous! How knowing they must have looked as they said one to another, Wasn't that thing managed pretty nicely? In Sierra Leone is a species of orangutan so strong and so industrious that when properly trained and fed, they work like servants. They generally walk upright on their two hind feet. Sometimes they are employed to pound substances in a mortar, and they are frequently taught to go to rivers and to bring water in small pitchers. They usually carry the water on their heads. When they come to the door of the house, if the pitchers are not soon taken off, they let them fall, and when they perceive that they are broken, the poor fellows sometimes weep like a child in anticipation of the flogging they are to receive. Buffon saw an orangutan that performed a multitude of funny tricks. He would present his hand to lead his visitors about the room, and promenade as gravely as if he was one of the most important personages in the company. He would even sit down at table unfold his napkin, wipe his lips like any other gentleman, use a spoon or fork in carrying food to his mouth, pour his liquor into a glass, 
for it seems he had not become a convert to the principles of total abstinence, and touch his glass to that of the person who drank with him. When invited to take tea, he brought a cup and saucer, placed them on the table, put in sugar, poured out the tea, and after allowing it to cool, drank it with the utmost propriety. End of the Monkey Tribe by Francis C. Woodward Recording by Wyatt Oakley from Wyatt Oakley VoiceOvers Please visit www.wyattoakley.com.